The Social Introvert. What's going on? It's your boy Sid Davis back with a brand new episode of the Social Introvert Podcast, episode 352. You can find this show exclusively on bynkradio.net forward slash podcast as well as SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. If you want to follow me on social media, you can do so by following me at Sid Davis on Instagram and Twitter. I also have other social media handles. The podcast Instagram page is at the social introvert podcast and the Twitter podcast page is at social intro pod. Send your thoughts. You got any questions? You need any advice? You can do so by sending emails to the social introvert podcast at gmail.com. So, um, man, I'm, I'm super late. I'm very late. Uh, blue, the rapper, uh, you might know him from the the duo back in, I would say, the early 2000s, Blue and Exile, Below the Heavens. Um, he has a bunch of projects out there. You can check them out. They're available on all music streaming services. Uh, Blue, Asher Roth, and Mickey Fax were on Drink Champs about a month ago. And um, I, I watched the episode... I. I can tolerate drink champs to an extent and people might, they might know where I'm going with this. Nori just talks too much. And I love Nori, man. Like he's one of my favorite rappers. Like he's, he's in a top for me, but it's like, dude, let the artist talk, let them talk. Um, but it was a moment in the episode where, I guess Asher Roth and Mickey Fax. Actually, no, they were they were listing off their top, their their favorite artists, and it kind of it, it it eases into I guess an appreciation for you know Mickey Fax, an appreciation for Asher Roth, and then eventually Blue. And Blue was just sitting there, kind of. It's like Blue didn't want to receive the flowers, and I'm sitting here like, fam, like. Most people that know about Blue and Exile or, you know, when they came out, that, that was a time. That was a special time. Like that 2005 to 2010, 2011, that little window right there, it was a special moment. You had guys like them, um, uh, you know, Pac Div or Pacific Division, you might know. It's a bunch of other artists that came up around that time that it just it meant a lot to people. Blue is one of them. And it it was funny because Blue did not want to take the flowers and they kept telling him they're like, yo, fam, just take it. Just take it. bro." (laughs) And it's ironic. I only bring that up to say that uh, their second album, Blue and Exiles album, Give Me Flowers While I Can Still Smell Them, um, has crossed over into the nine year mark. And I don't know how people feel about that album. I like it just as much as Below the Heavens, but Below the Heavens was something very special. It got me through my senior year of high school. I'll just say that. Um, just just hearing him be very candid about his life, bringing up personal issues, and he still does that through his rhymes. But that album, it just it came out of nowhere, and then it it touched a lot of people. So. Um, I don't know why I bought that up, but anyway, he has a new album out called The Color Blue, produced by Exile, Surplus, 
and I believe I think J57 did some production on that album but it's a really good album it's a great album um, there's a lot of projects getting ready to drop too as well uh, Dom Kennedy is setting up to drop from the west side with love part three i can't wait i really can't wait um if you listen to this podcast you've heard my disdain for dom kennedy the last few years i've been you know i've been a little bit disappointed in some of the stuff that he's dropped but recently here uh with um his his previous album was really good uh, i hope this is I hope this new From the West Side with Love album um, meets expectations like the first two. Because if you're doing a sequel to one of your most like highly regarded albums in your discography, you gotta you gotta step it up. Um, who else dropped? Who else dropped? Nao or N A O uh, R and B singer. Um, the album is titled "And Then Life Was Beautiful." The album's beautiful. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Nao. I love her vocals. She has a very distinct voice. You could pick her out of the bunch. Uh, if there was a song with a lot of singers on it and she comes on, you know it's her. Um, I wish a lot of people were onto this artist. She's she's amazing, man. Again, the album is titled And Then Life Was Beautiful. Um, I've been waiting for this album to drop for some time, too. Uh, Alina Barrez, Alina Barrez dropped an EP titled Sunbeam. Really good. Uh, there's four tracks. I mean, she's been she's been out for a while. So, or when I mean when I say out, I mean she hadn't really dropped anything recently. But this is um, her latest effort. It's just four tracks. I thought she would have came out, you know, with an album. But I take it. I'm a fan of Alina Barrez. Who else? Who else dropped? Who else dropped? Um, let me see. No, I talked about West Side Gun yesterday a little bit. I talked about Larry June, Lance Skywalker from TDE. Finally dropped a new project, but it's just an EP. Uh, it's called Tales from the Telescope Chapter One Rebirth. Five tracks. It's good. I like Lance Skywalker, but I feel like he. I don't know. He just. He gets pushed aside. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, young Roddy. Young Roddy, who was formerly a member of Jet Life Recordings, a current one of Currency's artists at the time. He just dropped a new project called God, Family, and Money. Good album. Good album. And you're like, man, you say all the albums are good. I was like, because I'm not going to just... I'll gravitate towards something that I've never heard of before. And if I don't like it, um, I'll, I'll say it's okay. It's not great, but I've just been treading lightly recently here when, when it comes to albums. One album that did kind of disappoint me was Jazz Cartier. Uh, Jazz Cartier dropped the Fleur print. It's the follow-up to Fleurever. Uh... It's okay. It's okay. It's not bad. It's not terrible. Is eh, it could have been a whole lot better because Forever was Forever is a fucking banger. I'm gonna just say that flat out. Uh, Jazz Cartier. If you haven't heard of him, look him up. Uh, Division and Ty Dolla Signs album has been out for a while. 
Cheers to the Best Memories. I really like that album. I'm not that big of a fan of Division like that. They make good music. Uh, but what really drew me to this album was Ty Dolla Sign. I have an affinity for Ty Dolla Sign. I will swing on somebody if you talk shit about Ty Dolla <laughs> I'm joking, but no, nah, man, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Ty Dolla Sign. And uh, let me see, what else? Who else dropped? Planet Asia has a new project out. Um, let me see, Yeba. Oh, yeah, AZ. Oh, man, AZ dropped an album called Do or Die 2. AZ don't miss. I'm going to just say that. And it's a shame that AZ does not get the recognition he deserves. Um, I think he still has one of like the best feature rap verses on any album ever. Um, Life's a Bitch uh, by Nas off of Illmatic. Like he just, he came out swinging and I've been a fan ever since. Uh, with that being said, there's more projects that came out, but I'm not going to spend all this time talking about what else is out. I'm just, you know, I'm a music hoarder and I'm just, I'm always on the net searching. Anyway, let me see what else we're going to get into this episode. Episode. Let me see. Um, I got a little crazy setup here. I'm in the process of moving. <laughs> so I have my Apple laptop in my lap while I'm recording off of the HP. Um, I still have my desk here, but the like the TV's not on the... This, I have a weird hookup or a weird setup I mean I have a very strange setup Um, I have this giant TV as the monitor controlling everything and the laptops down here it's it's a wild setup but whatever we're gonna get right into the episode uh where where do I want to start Charlie Baltimore details Biggie's initial reaction to hit him up by Tupac uh okay as a matter of fact, I don't know if I want to read the article or let y'all listen to the audio. Um, so what I'm going to do is let you hear the audio. This is an interview that she had with the Art of Dialogue on YouTube. But she goes into depth about it. It's about seven minutes long, but I'm not going to play the entire clip. Check this out. You was with Biggie when he first heard Hit Him Up, right? I was, yes. Uh, it so, was it was somebody's video shoot. I don't remember whose. And, um, you know, Puff was there. And I just remember, you know, Puff coming out. I think we pulled up, Puff came out. He was like real somber looking, you know, and he was like, yo, I, I, gotta, I gotta play this record. And that's the first time, you know, we heard Hit Him Up. And it, it just, it was, the whole mood just changed. You know, a video shoot is supposed to be upbeat, happy, whatever. And Big is just like, are you, you know, are you fucking serious right now? Like, seriously, this is what we're doing? Like, the video wasn't out yet. It wasn't no video. It was just a record. And it's just like, you know, shock. And it was just crazy. What was his reaction to some of the stuff Tupac was saying in there? Like, he said he had relations with Faith Evans. He dissed Little Kim, Little C's. I mean, Big, you know, obviously Big was hurt. Because, I mean, you have somebody that you are friends with and you really don't know where all this animosity is coming from. And then you got this dude just riding on you and riding on you and you're not knowing, you know, what's what. And then there was this 
I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Pac mistakenly thought that Hushacha was directed at him when Hushacha was actually written before Pac had even gotten shot. So tell me about that, you know, Hushacha and, you know, Tupac believing Yeah, Hushacha was is not about Pac. It was written before Pac got shot. So, you know, but of course, you know what I mean? People are going to hear that and say, okay, yeah, you know, that now this nigga big is going, he's going at this nigga now. Now it's going to be, you know, back and forth, blah, blah, blah. But in all actuality, that record was already written. It just, when you listen to it, with all that was going on, it does sound like, you know, yeah, nigga, now I'm on your ass. <laughs> and it wasn't like that. Right. So. Well, I mean, we got to keep it a bug, though. I mean... You know, Tupac, he got shot at Quad Studios, and mm -hmm. they released Who Shot You after he got shot. Right. I mean, the timing, you know. That but was, Big you know. doesn't have, Big didn't have anything to do with when records got released. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's on a label. So, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, you know, if Puff made the decision to put that record out or whatever at the time, the timing was what it was. And Big, you know, Big had already written the record. The record had been, that wasn't something he's like, oh, this nigga done got shot. You know what I'm saying? He's going at me now, you know, let me write this record, this crazy record. And who shot you is a hot ass record. So, you know, of course, everybody like that's not in the industry or in the know is going to eat that up. Like, yeah, okay, now he going at boy like it's about to be on and it, it wasn't like that. And see, this is weird because the interviewer is sitting here saying, well, you have to understand the timing of that. I could see why Pac would feel away. And I'm like, no, honestly, <laughs> you have to listen to who shot you for real, for real. Like, listen to the lyrics. Just listen to the song. Like, when I go back and listen to that, I'm like, I don't get anything from, you know, Pac being gunned down in, in Quad City Studios. Like, huh? Like, <laughs> how do you put two and two together? If that's the case, you can go and listen to the first couple of bars in Machine Gun Funk and say the same thing, you know? Um, you could say, or Machine Gun Funk could be directed towards anybody around that time you know getting shot at and you know this that and the third but whatever or a song like warning like who the fuck is this you know what i'm saying <laughs> he just keeps going and going and going about the situation so there's many songs by biggie that just starts off a little aggressive um that you you could i mean you could question it, but it wouldn't really have any type of relation to whatever's going on. Like, these are just stories made up of what's going on from where they're from. So I, I just wish people would drop this and let it go. And it bothers me a little bit. And it's, I guess it's fine, you know, for Charlie Baltimore to tell the story on what happened and what was going on. But I'm like, Dude, like, there's information about Pac and Biggie being friends even before, like, way before all of this shit had went down. I would love to see a documentary about their friendship. Because, I, I mean, I know there's information out there about that. We keep getting the same shit over and over and over and over again, and it's aggravating. I appreciate the, the Netflix documentary about Biggie, but of course... They have to sit here and, and also, 
you have to talk about the Pac and Biggie situation when it comes to that. Oh, well, I, I take that back. You don't have to continuously talk about it in every single documentary. I'm sorry. I just, I don't know. It, it really bugs me. I want to know about their friendship. Like before all of this shit went down, I would love to know that. Um, yeah, we all know that they were friends, but I want to know the details. Not this, oh, you know, Pac was going up to the top floor of Quad City Studios and he was he was shot down on his way up and he speculated that it was Biggie and his his boys and he said he had, he messed around with Faith Evans uh, with Biggie's wife Faith Evans at the time like I don't care about that anymore. I'm sick and tired of hearing it. And now I think I don't know if they canceled it or not. There was a film about I, I think it's the police detective that was supposed to be involved on in who shot Tupac and Biggie and then they stopped him before he got close enough to finding out who it was. And I believe Johnny Depp is supposed to be playing this police detective. I don't know for sure if that's still in production or development hell. I don't know. Honestly, I don't care. I love Johnny Depp. I would just rather see Johnny Depp do something else. Besides that, I just, eh, I'm over it. If it's nothing positive coming from Biggie and Tupac, I don't want to hear any more of it. I'm sick and tired of it because it pisses me off. Uh, anyway, I'm going to play some new music from Young Roddy off of his brand new album titled God, Family, and Money. This song is titled Rebound. Check it out. The Social Introvert. Like every time we step outside, that they remind us that we're a nigga, right? Right. Yeah, I know. I'm a nigga that be fro Ben Wallace, a nigga skipped college. I was raised up by mama, him, my sister, no male guidance, but the boy, no vagina. I'm a king, I'm a lion, this the jungle niggas dying. Better duck one bullets flying. Me and Zoe was on a mission, we was playing cops and robbers. I'm just trying to ball, they call charge, niggas flopping. The plug was shooting bricks, I was just rebounding. To make it out, this bitch, we used to dream about it. You better merge off if your lane crowded. That apron that I wore can't get these stains out of it. I took my charge, never name dropping. Hope this Mary Jane can take this pain out me. Can't get trapped in this trap life. The block taught me matter how to hold my gap, right? Yeah, the block taught me matter how to hold my gap, right? It's back to the block when I'm all out of options. It's wicked how these pale faces trying to box us. We were trying to be ball players, no doctors. We was trying to dodge the cameras, knowing they watch us. My young and caught our bodies, streets made of my monster. Like Lucky Luciano, we living like mobsters. Like Lucky Luciano, me casa su casa. First you get the money, then you get the power. I was a nigga who ain't had nothing, and I had to shine. I wanted that shit, I needed that shit to feel like somebody, you know what I'm saying? So I understand, but I don't think that's what it takes. That was a part of, just a part of our life. I had to have that shit.
Once again, that's Rebound by Young Roddy off of the brand new project, God, Family, and Money. It's available on all music streaming services. Go check it out. Um, so, next story. This one, um, this was kind of interesting. Dillinger is one half of the dog pound with Corrupt. But Daz Dillinger says Jada Pinkett Smith had entanglement with Chris Kelly when he was underage. Chris Kelly, if you don't know, is also one half of crisscross love crisscross um anyway r.i.p to chris kelly too because yeah man i think he passed in 2013 jeez uh jada pinkett smith and will smith have been all over the news this week following will's feature in gq where he spilled the beans about their open marriage the legendary actor admitted during the profile he was once he was once. I can't read. It's early as hell this morning. So <laughs> he once wanted to have a harem of 20 women following him around, including Halle Berry. We all know about Jada's previously entanglement with singer August Alsina, and we've been learning about the unconventional nature of Will and Jada's marriage in recent months. But apparently, Jada has been playing the game for a longer time than we thought. During a recent interview, rapper Daz Dillinger who worked closely with Jada's ex Tupac. I mean, ex friend. Come on, man. Don't do that. Come on, media. Stop it. Well, who knows? We don't know for sure. Claimed that in 1993, Jada was having an entanglement with Chris Kelly from Criss Cross. At the time, Chris would have been 15 years old. No, 14. Well, whatever. Who cares? It's the fucking media. And Jada would have been. 22 no I would say like 24 right I don't know fuck it let me stop trying to do the math on this shit <laughs> you think Jada Pinkett was entangling she was entangling with Chris Kelly from motherfucking Chris Cross exclaimed Daz Chris Cross was in the room and Chris was like oh yeah and Chris was like Jada Pinkett is at the door but don't leave take this weed chill we were like damn he gave us an ounce of weed we gonna kick it right here. Then he came back in and said, yeah, that was Jada Pinkett. I'm like, damn, that's Jada Pinkett at a young age, 1993, around that way. She was entangling then. Shout out to Jada. <laughs> Daz is stupid. Um, <laughs> it's a gif of him right here laughing as he says, shout out to Jada. Daz Dillinger, like. Oh, likely didn't mean to start anything, but fans have started to calculate Jada and Chris's ages at the time, realizing that Chris Kelly was only about 15 when this allegedly happened. Jada was 22 in 1993. Okay, okay, whatever. Meaning that they were entangling while the Criss Cross member was still underage. Chris Kelly passed away from a drug overdose in 2013. He was 34. Yeah. Um... Yeah, man, I mean, I'm pretty sure there is a lot that when it comes to, I guess, Jada and Will's open marriage, man, I I feel like a fucking gossip girl talking about this shit. Damn. (laughs) I feel like in the midst of the open marriage, there's an agreement to what they're doing, but I feel like there's some shit Jada is keeping from Will. 
like will shit is not out there all over the world to see like he was open in the gq magazine interview but it's like every time she comes out is always it's it's like she has to fucking remind us hey i don't really like will smith like that that's what it seems like i don't know what it is will blink five times bro if you need to be rescued i could send my rescue team i could come get you and come on fam like please get away from this because it's like every single time and then i'm pretty sure let's just say hypothetically there was a divorce she would still keep the smith last name because who is jada pinkett without will smith just think about it really think about it. he's like that's jada pinkett smith you can't talk about the queen but no sit down and really think about it who would she be if it wasn't for will smith just think about it i don't know i'll come back to that later <laughs> daz is crazy man daz don't be giving a shit um and another story here not really a story something that i think people should be on the lookout for new dave Chappelle netflix special the closer to be released next week i can't wait oh my god i can't wait yes lord dave Chappelle's is stand-up comedy biggest and most important icon his influence is apparent in so many stand-ups today and since signing a deal with netflix rumored to be around 60 million back in 2016 Chappelle's return to the limelight has been impressive of course it has it's dave Chappelle, bro in 2017 no no let's get to the nitty-gritty in 2020 Chappelle dropped again this time at an outdoor show due to covid 19 titled 846 Chappelle spoke at length about the murder, excuse me, of George Floyd by police in Minneapolis and the disproportionate violence by police against African-Americans in the United States, featuring long stretches of serious dialogue and no comedy. Chappelle veered down a lane suited for his ability to introduce a handful of concepts and tie them together in a more human, less academic way. More than a year later, it has been announced Chappelle's newest Netflix special, The Closer, is right around the corner. I'm ready, bro. I'm so ready. Dropping the special's release date in teaser video at the same time Netflix took to their Netflix is a joke Instagram page to relay the good news to fans, writing, the sixth chapter is here. Dave Chappelle's The Closer out October 5th. Um, yeah, man, I'm really interested to see what this is going to be. <clears throat> I don't care. Like people are like, he's not really funny or he, wh why isn't he really saying anything crazy like that? Dave Chappelle has surpassed that. He's well beyond that. Um, If I hear his name and said he has a special coming out right now, I'm not really looking to laugh at anything that he has to say. Now, if he does say some shit that's hilarious, I'm going to laugh. Um, But at this point, when I hear his name, I'm really looking for something informative because he's going to give you that. I'm not necessarily trying to sit here and just laugh until my body aches like, nah, fam, I just want to hear what he has to say this time around. Um, so that's what I'm looking forward to. Something informative, you know, a little bit of humor in it, but at the same time, more so, like I said, informative. Uh, shout out to Dave Chappelle, man. Let me see what else we got going on here. Uh, 
Bill Cosby promotes Boosie Badass is my struggle. Wants it to be a box office success. Uh, let's. <laughs> what the fuck, bro? Um, hold the hold the hell on. On Instagram, Cosby uploaded the poster of my struggle and wrote, "Lil Boosie, I have always appreciated your truth and support." What I'm about to say is not to compensate you because you supported Bill Cosby. My publicist, Mr. Andrew Wyatt, told me about your film, My Struggle, and I am encouraging all of my supporters and fans to make this American Citizen Lil Boosie film, My Struggle, a box office success. Thank you very much. The internet had quite a bit to say about the unlikely friendship, so you could check it out for yourself below. So here it, yeah, here it is. Um, and I just read that. That's what Bill's quote was on Instagram, his caption. Um, then Boosie replies with thanks Bill Cosby and then of course you had the people to chime in this shit was hilarious um, one person says <laughs> wait till Bill Cosby find out how Boosie wears his pants <laughs> here's another one I'm crying because Boosie is the exact type of person Bill Cosby was looking down upon in his pound cake speech the joke writes themselves. Who had Bill Cosby supporting Boosie on their car for 2021? Everything just feels like a parody at this point. Yes, pretty much. And let me see. Let me see. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, man, this this year, this, it hasn't been a horrible year, but the year with certain events happening just seems like a parody because this is just it's just shit from 2020 rolling over and it's just getting weirder i don't know anyway uh with that being said let's move on from that i think i don't know i, th- I think i'm gonna check out that boosie film i might i might it's a big might let's see what we got going on here okay so This joint right here is titled Blue World. This is off of Blue's brand new album, The Color Blue. Check it out. Yo, this is dedicated to Ricky, the coolest kid in the city. You were six, battling niggas that were 16. I wish things were really what they seem. How can God give you wings that he should have gave me? Age three, you was brought into my family. How can it be? A child that looked more like my daddy than me brought me sanity. You see that I wanted to rule the planets, but I dropped out of school and forgot to say congrats to you. Perhaps I wanted you to meet me on a higher plane at an older age so you could see how I behaved. Clean cut and you didn't need to shave because you had the richest melanin. My relative to claim my own. Same height as my homie, my own. Take flight on anyone for my home. My little bro, little brother, like I didn't have another little bro. Always loved you like the others. I just had to let you know. Even though we ain't share the same blood, we carry the same name and you wear it a little better. I think Ricky Barnes, a gangster like the great Nicky Barnes, a lost angel, crown of a thousand halos you wore. Cause I swore your soul was more pure than gold. And you showed me how rare that is to hold. I don't know how this happened to someone as strong as you. Got me looking for a hole to crawl into. It's a Now that you're gone I made you this song To play it along To the day that I'm gone You will never be forgotten You will always be riding by my side It's a 
now that you're gone, I made you this song to play it along to the day that I'm gone. You will never be forgotten, you will always be by my side. This is dedicated to Steven. One day I'm gonna get even. The furthest I ever got was a deacon, but a pastor, I gotta ask you, what can make you wanna give it all up to God? From your fam to your friends, all your hobbies and your job, that's a pastor. He has to change his lifestyle after. I don't think that I will last a day in your shoes. You told us you was making a change, ready to show us what you'd already gained. Knew you promote us to a higher plane, higher train of thought, closer to the cross. Knowing we would all walk with you one day, why not? Guess God made other plans for your soul. I apologize, I hit you in the eye with a pole. Playing baseball in my front yard, played the race car. Cause I don't know how you were so dark with your green eyes. So unique, you couldn't be seen twice. You reinvent every time you visit for the weekend. Once again, that's Blue World by Blue. Off of the brand new album, <laughs> The Color Blue. It's available on all music streaming platforms. Really good album. Um, I hope he never retires. I just, I love hearing him rap. I don't know why. Just love hearing him rap. And that fucking sample isn't, I don't know how they flip that shit. Anyway, let me move on. This story right here uh, is a bit odd because I'm like, why did you feel the need to tell us that? That could have just stayed in the cutting room floor of your brain. We really didn't need to know this. I said this yesterday. There's just certain things that actually, no, I didn't even say this yesterday. I think it was last week or during the live stream on Twitch or something. There's just certain things we, I don't think we really need to know about you fucking celebrities. We don't. So this article, Ellen Pompeo cussed out Denzel Washington on Grey's Anatomy set. Okay. There have been several guest directors on Grey's Anatomy, but apparently Denzel Washington's inclusion stirred up controversy behind the scenes. The award-winning actor has dipped his toes in all facets of the industry. Although he is best known of his applause-worthy portrayals in each and every film on his resume, um, he directed The Sound of Silence back in 2016. Grey's, An- Grey's Anatomy star Ellen Pompeo revealed she allegedly got into a heated discussion with Washington. Okay. Uh, the actress was on her Tell Me With Ellen Pompeo podcast, of course, because everyone has a fucking podcast. Them and their grandmother's auntie's uncle's brother has one. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. The actress was on her Tell Me With Ellen Pompeo podcast with former co-star Patrick Dempsey when she recalled the interaction. According to Pompeo, she was in the middle of a scene and decided to improvise a few lines and yelled them at the other character. Because the lines were in the script, Pompeo claims Washington went off. He says, that wasn't in the dialogue and Denzel went ham on my ass. He was like, I'm the director. Don't you tell him what to do, she said. I was like, hold on. Oh, don't you tell him what to do, she said. I was like, listen, motherfucker, this is my show. This is my set. Who are you telling? Pompeo added that she has no animosity with Washington and they were able to lay aside their differences. So we didn't get through it without a fight, but that's actors for you, she said. Passionate and fiery, and that's where you get the magic and that's where you get the good stuff. So it was an amazing experience. It really was. Social media users made the story a trending topic and had much to say about Pompeo screaming at Denzel. Yeah. Why? Why? 
<laughs> what was the what was the reason? What was the reason for this? Why did you feel the need to tell the story? Like I get it. People want to know the candid secrets and everything that's going on and 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 celebriton uh, lifestyle, but this right here just seems unnecessary. Denzel has been in this line of work longer than you've been on Grey's Anatomy. We don't give a fuck. I'm pretty sure that Denzel Washington is in everyone's top five, including racists, when it comes to... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to say it. But it's probably true. It's probably true. We don't give a shit. Like, it, it just sounds like Karen goes a random Karen go, went off on Denzel Washington uh, during a film production set. So, and don't sit here and try to uh, feed me with the the scapegoat of well, Ellen Pompeo has a black husband, and <laughs> that that only means but so much. Who cares? That doesn't matter either. Like, fam, hold on a second. Let, let's go down here. Um. Oh, here we go. Someone says, I don't know if Ellen Pompeo revealing that she yelled at Oscar winning Denzel Washington on the set of Grey's Anatomy is the flex she thought it would be. She seems like a Karen, just like I said. And if I hear her say one more time, she's married to a black man and has black kids. And then below, she posted a photo of um, Wendy Williams giving a condescending look. <laughs> um. Ellen Pompeo, another user says, Ellen Pompeo really disrespected Denzel Washington and proudly told the word, the world, I can't talk, like we were going to be on her side. Another user says, the TL eating Ellen Pompeo up and I can't defend her this time because she was wrong. And why are you telling us the story unprovoked like it's tea? And this picture right here is... um is a picture of Britney Spears giving this bless your heart type of um, facial expression. <laughs> um, oh, this is a good one. This is a really good one. This one says, what did she say? Ellen Pompeo telling us that Denzel's story is like when Liam Neeson told us that story about him wanting to kill a random black man. No one asked. But they know nothing will happen to them if they tell the story because of their privilege. Um, I mean, that's a little extreme. The thing, here's my thing. Now, Ellen Pompeo, I don't know why she told us that. Like, we don't give a shit. It's Denzel Washington. Who do you think, like, why was that needed to be known? I'll say this about Liam Neeson. Because I think before... I want to say I came into the defense of that. And the reason why I came into the defense of it was at least he confessed to it. Name anybody else, a, a white person that would even remotely or try or dare to even confess to that shit. Liam Neeson, I think, has been trying to get his mind like on a narrow path ever since his wife died just because his wife died randomly out of nowhere so i think at that moment when he fessed up to that i think what he said it happened like 40 years ago that event took place like 40 years ago liam neeson 
really probably ain't had nobody to talk to and he feel like he needed to get that off of his chest that's probably what the fuck it was uh me um you try to come at me randomly one night because you looking uh for somebody to kill and i'm gonna fuck you up that's just point blank period <laughs> you ain't putting your hands on me so that's why i'm not as like shocked or offended that he would even say that that motherfucker probably ain't got nobody to talk to um he old um the shit happened 40 years ago and his brain is probably like i don't know that nigga's alone <laughs> he ain't have his wife no more there's no excuse for what happened 40 years ago but still um the man probably needed somebody to talk to that's it i don't give a shit because it's it's a topsy-turvy circus in hollywood and nothing at this point is surprising anymore with that being said that wraps this episode up for me uh thank you for listening to episode 352 of the social introvert podcast real quick shout out to government name podcast or i can't before i get to the bynk family i'm sorry how can i forget shout out to some of my favorite podcasts random tandem podcasts the john effect podcast 12 cow podcast reasonable ignorance ignorant philosophy conversation con artists brunch with besties we came from bad news and of course i can't forget about the bynk family shout out to gummin name podcast with shogun and cole jackson and shout out to rain coleman over there at carefree black nerd podcast last but not least shout out to jasmine blue she's one of our bynk radio blog content creators i'm also a blog content creator um you can go to bynkradio.net go to the lifestyle section scroll down till you see social introvert um i will have a brand new blog up friday 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 i have a new blog up i promise um and i need to do better with putting it out there because i'm so piss poor when it comes to that um and we also have a brand new podcast we watched this hosted by Cole Jackson and Rain Coleman. Uh, season two has been confirmed. Season two is on the way. Uh, right now, you can check out season one uh, under our BYNK Productions page, our BYNK Productions feed on SoundCloud and Spotify. Uh, season one is six episodes. I was a guest on there. Um, I talked about Candyman starring Tony Todd dope episode and yeah season two is confirmed so go check it out to catch up before season two drops um what else what else what else am i forgetting what else am i i know i'm forgetting something i know i am no i'm not forgetting nothing anyway oh yeah i am forgetting something um twitch live streaming uh i do twitch live streams every tuesday and thursday um i've been kind of slack on that because of you know, just the moving situation, just making sure I have things in line. Um, I will be streaming. Let me see. At the time of this recording, you'll probably um, will already know that I'm, I'm st- either I've already streamed or I'll be streaming later tonight and I'll be streaming Friday. So be on the lookout for that. And with that being said, take care of each other. Most importantly, take care of yourselves. Stay positive. Keep your head above water. And I also want to leave something else on the note and it's, it's kind of doesn't it's no relation to me but 
it's just a situation that I was told about. It's just weird how people claim to be adults or claim to be, I'm grown, but don't act like it. So <laughs> when you go about throwing subliminal shots at people or throwing shade, uh, depending on, or yeah, depending on the person that you were talking to that you did it to, make sure that you have zero personal conversations with said individual. I'm just saying, I'm just saying it just for anybody in general, you don't know people. You say some wild shit about somebody, they're going to air your ass out. I'm just, I've seen it before. It's not a pretty sight. But before you try to just talk crazy about folks and beware who you talking about. Matter of fact, you shouldn't be talking about nobody. Mind your own damn business. Okay. Because <laughs> the screenshots and, and some of the other stuff that I've seen, I'm like, oh, God, get this off of my phone immediately. I want no parts. <laughs> but anyway, um, see you guys next week. Love y'all. Peace. The social introvert. Focus on the way that I look in the sky. Focus, baby, focus. I could change your life. You can't deny this. So hypnotizing. You know the timing is right. I need you somewhere that's sweet. Phone off in the private villa. So down with you, we consider.